With 2024 fast approaching, have you created a business plan for the new year? If not, do you even know where to start? Maybe you have no idea what a business plan is or even looks like. Well, whether you've started planning, have no idea where to start, or have no intention on creating a business plan, this episode is a must listen as Brandon and I, we dive deep on what the new year looks like for us and our business, what to focus on when building out your plan, and why taking the time now in December is absolutely crucial to seeing success in 2024. If you're new to the show, my name is Tom Moffitt, and I'm joined by my good buddy, business partner, and co-host, Brandon Love. Whether you are new to the industry or a seasoned vet, you will get specific takeaways from every episode as we strive to make commission breath focused and granular. Let the Commission Breath Podcast be your tool to grow in your mortgage business. Let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Commission Breath. Brandon Love here with Tom Moffitt. This is episode 24 for us and our last episode of 2024. We're going to take Boxing Day off and give you all a little break. This episode is one you are going to want to grab a pen and a piece of paper or open up the notes app on your phone because we're going to give you some juicy details and help you map your 2024 business plan. So we've got six steps and we're going to just kick it off right now with you starting off with a little bit of reflection. Yeah. So reflecting on 2023, we already went through this in the last episode. We touched on it a bit going over the lessons we've learned, but this one's going to be a bit more granular as to what you should be reviewing in your business. So we think it's super important to review the past year in your business to go over what's worked and what hasn't worked. So to give you an example, go over all of your files and go over the ones that you found easy or hard or the ones you enjoyed and disliked. That's what I did. And I kind of was able to narrow down my avatar client through doing that because I quickly mapped out, okay, I know I don't want to work with this type of client or this type of borrower because of X, Y, and Z. So I think that'll help form your no-go list. So that's files. I would go over your leads as well. So when it comes to leads, hopefully you're tracking your leads. Not everyone does, but hopefully you did. And if you have, then look over all of the sources of your leads and where they came from and also the conversion rate on them. Not a lot of people track the conversion rate, but not a problem. If you haven't, then you can easily just identify who has sent you the most qualified leads through referral partners. How far did they go in your pipeline? If they're doing online leads, just kind of go over exactly where the percentage is in terms of the direction of where those leads came from. And that's going to give you a good idea of where you should really focus on going towards in 2024 and really just doubling down on what's worked best for you in 2023. Exactly. Basically, what you want to do is just do a full autopsy of your business and figure out kind of what was working in the systems and then where were the breakdowns. Write those out, get really granular on it, figure out kind of what did you do that cost you that one client? Was it something in your process where you lost them? Was it some sort of system that wasn't quite dialed in? Also, look at your referral partners and refine what are the characteristics of the really great ones? And what are some of the common traits of the ones that send you the really bad business that just never goes anywhere? So I find doing this gives you a lot of insight into your client journey and shows you flaws on where that client journey needs some work. So just write out this reflection. At this point, you're not taking any action on it. You're just writing out where things need work. Yep, exactly. So that's the first thing is you're reflecting on the past year. The second thing you want to do here is you're going to want to go over what your long-term goals are. So I like looking over the short-term and long-term, but ideally 
you can define long-term how you want. For me, it's really, it's 90 plus days out. That's how I define long-term goals because I try to segment my business in 90-day increments. So from a long-term goal perspective, let's just say we're looking at your 2024. Then you want to determine, maybe it's a volume goal. A lot of people kind of go against the whole like, oh, it's not all about volume, but it's a big metric. Like why not track it, right? So volume is a big goal for us as well. So write down that volume goal. And then from there, you want to also determine like, okay, now that I have my volume goal, why is it that I want that? Is it just because I want to make X amount of dollars? Or is it because maybe you want to hire staff underneath you and then become less involved in the day-to-day activities and hitting that volume will allow you to hire out the staff? So it really comes down to like map out your ideal day and how many hours you want to spend in your business. So if you want more of like a lifestyle business where maybe you're doing like 10 to 30 hours a week versus like crushing volume, like a huge amount of volume, and maybe you're working 60 to 80 hours, those are two different businesses. And one might have a shit ton of employees, one might just be you a one man band. So those are two different things. You want to map out what is ideal for you. And then that's going to allow you to kind of go to the next steps and define out the rest of your business plan. For sure. And I find this time of year is really the best time to do this as well, because you're sitting there and you're looking at some of your overarching themes as well. Like I know I look at like my overall health, wealth, those kind of things at the end of a year. And you might say, you know what, I've had this fitness goal for 10 years. I've never done it, but I've worked 60 hours and I've crushed my volume. Maybe you decide, hey, my goal next year is actually just to either maintain or hit X volume, but I want to carve out that time. So you're setting these goals and designing your business around the life you want to build, not adjusting your life to your business. Yeah. And I think uh, the last point on the volume too, is that a lot of people get hung up on the volume. Like that's the only metric you should be seeking. And really, if you just ask yourself, like, what do I want in life? A lot of it's just, I want to be happy. And what makes you happy? Well, money does, of course, but there's a lot of different other things that make you happy. You're not gonna be happy if you're making a shit ton of money, but you're in your business all the time and you're doing nothing else in your life. You're not healthy. You're not spending time with your family. So really define what number makes you happy from a monetary perspective. And then like what makes you happy from outside of the business, whether it's family or health, map that all out. We're kind of going more granular as we go on with these steps here because we're doing six steps on how to build out your business plan for 2024. So the next step is going to be your marketing plan. Yeah, so with your marketing plan, once you have that idea in mind, maybe it's a total number of files or a total volume amount, doesn't matter, whatever you choose and fits your business, go with that, but then work backwards from there. So how many leads does it take to hit that goal? So you're looking at your lead to funded file, determining how many you need to get that way. Where are these leads coming from? Is it coming from referral partners? Okay, so how many referral partner relationships do you need? Are they coming from social media? What is your strategy there? Is it daily posting? Is it a thread strategy? Is it that engagement in a channel? Whatever it might be, you want to determine how many leads you're going to get from that. And you can use a hypothetical if you haven't done it before and then map out your plan according to that. Yeah, and I think we alluded to this on the last episode too, is when we first merged businesses, we had this grand marketing plan of hitting four different segments and trying to dial in on all four. It's just not realistic. And when it comes to the marketing plan, like first to find like, do you want a referral-based business or do you want it to be mostly like an online business? I think most people want the referral style business. I mean, that's what we specialize in. So a lot of our content is geared towards that. So I can't really speak too much on the online 
advertising space. So let's just start with the referral-based business. For us, it's realtors, but for you, it might be FAs, might be lawyers, accountants. So pick your avatar referral partner. Then you kind of go into, okay, what has worked with them and why has it worked? So for us, for realtors, it's worked for us because we're just giving them what they want. They want communication, like the classic communication, just communicate with them and people still aren't doing this properly. So we're winning right out of the gates with that. And then we're giving them huge value adds throughout the year. We're sprinkling in content for them. We're helping them build their business outside of just giving them mortgage information. Like we're helping them build their business to make more money for them. So we've really dialed in on that. And we wouldn't have been able to do that if we were trying to fit an avatar of like accountants in our business and really trying to speak to them because then we would be divided. So I really think you should just narrow down on one or two things that have worked for you, which ties into looking back into 2023 and defining who that is. For sure. I couldn't agree more. Get rid of some of the fluff. And when you're picking these people and going deep in it, determine sort of, okay, do you need a hundred surface level realtors or do you need 25 really great relationships? And I think last year when we did this reflection on 2023, that was one core realization we had is that we had a lot of people that just brought distraction to the table and we really refined it and determined, you know what, we have these great relationships. Let's go deep versus wide. And that's the plan going into 2024. All of our strategies are pretty much geared around realtors right now because that's what works for us and that's what builds our business and also supports the lifestyle that we're building around that business. So we're just getting more and more dialed into the processes that support this. And that takes us to the next point, which is really refine those processes, both for your referral partners as well as for your clients. So customer journey should be one thing right away out the gates that when you're doing your reflection, you recognize there's a few core areas that you can dial things in with. Same with when it comes to your referral sources, there's better ways to update your partners. There's better ways to engage them, to teach them how to send you leads, whatever it might be. There's always room for improvement there. And those small one to 2% changes are really going to compound over time. Yeah, it's going to be much easier to get more business from your current clients from referrals versus fishing for more or even just getting more business from your current clients. Like maybe you're niching into real estate investing and you're teaching people how to take equity out of their homes to purchase more properties. Like that's going to be a lot, I don't want to say easier, but it's easier to get more business from current clients than try to sell someone else that hasn't gone through your process before. So really narrowing down and niching in on your client journey and making it different from other brokers and other banks. Obviously that's a given, like your client journey has to be better than banks. But really just refining that is going to help you going forward. And it's going to build out that leads machine, your client journey leads machine, which again, another episode, go check it out. We went through all of that, going through different steps that we have in our client journey that's helped us get leads from the ever-growing thing that we're producing. For sure. And I feel like this is something that you could revisit this almost every month and find a way to optimize and tweak it. I feel like every time we look at it with a fresh lens, we're like, oh, we can make this better by implementing this step. Like it's always something that evolves. And that's the thing with process. Like don't just set it and forget it. You want to be checking in on it and looking at ways that you can tweak and modify it to create improvement over time. Yeah, exactly. All right. Number five here is really setting your non-negotiables. 
you can make this grand plan and we're all guilty of this at times of putting things into our business that are like pipe dreams we're going to do one social post we're going to do 10 calls a day whatever it might be and then you know a day where you're not feeling 100% comes up and you throw the baby out with the bathwater and you're back to square one not doing any of the steps and that's where your non-negotiables come into play like really set those figure out what they are and then commit to seeing it through and I think you're great at this. You can see it on your whiteboard behind you. You've got it written right there. I've got this like daily habit tracker book that I use for mine and really getting granular on what those steps are and then just checking the box every day makes a huge difference. Yeah, record everything you do and also refine it as you go. Like you're not going to nail it the first time you map it out. Like I've probably changed my non-negotiables three times this year because I've revisited And I've realized like either A, I've given myself too much credit to stick to it. So maybe I put down 40 DMs a day, but I could only stick to maybe 20. That's just an example. And I've had to refine it along the way. And we'll get there to that point. But just be flexible with it because you might get frustrated the first time that you set out your non-negotiables. And then you have one day, two days here and there that you're like, crap, I didn't hit my non-negotiables. That's where you should either revisit it and think to yourself, is it more so... A motivation issue? Is it a busyness issue? Maybe I don't have the actual time to stick to these non-negotiables. Most of the time, it's going to be an issue of just not staying motivated enough and sticking to something long enough. But if it is the latter where it's more of like, hey, you're putting down too much for you to actually accomplish, and that's where you need to refine it. And even pivoting different directions, not so much like a quantity aspect of it. I've changed the different non-negotiables as well, where I first started, if I can recall, like it was more so like old school, picking up the phone, dialing, calling realtors. I think I had like maybe 20 calls a day for my non-negotiable to start out last year. And then I completely pivoted. And now I do everything through Instagram and DMs and converting them to a phone call at some point, but it's not cold calling, which is what I used to do. For sure. And the key piece of this is the prospecting machine always needs to keep going. If you turn things off and you don't prospect for a bit, you're going to feel that 90 days out. And that's going to stop you from hitting those volume goals we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So really having that non-negotiable, even if it changes and goes down. The other thing too, though, is when you start building that muscle. So you can go back to the ask muscle episode. When you're calling a lot and you get in that pattern of calling, all of a sudden three calls a day it's not that much. You can go up to 10 calls a day and you can ramp up and increase those non-negotiables to scale your business accordingly. Man, 100%. Like you can really scale up these non-negotiables. And that's what I recommend. Just start low and build off of that because it's going to give you the confidence as you hit them on a daily basis. And then you can just keep going from there. But yeah, like with non-negotiables, to give you an example, like what I'm doing right now is With my DMs, my social media isn't just for consumers. In fact, like I don't really focus on trying to get consumer leads at all. It's actually to build out referral partner relationships, which at some point we will have an episode going over all of the stuff that we have kind of cooking in the background here. Some of you already are aware of what we're doing with some of the strategies on Instagram, but we will launch an episode at some point in the new year, I promise. But to give you an example of like how we scaled, I started with five DMs a day and now I'm at 40 as a non-negotiable for a daily DM. And those are all videos. Like I don't do texting or voice notes. Like I prefer to do videos and they've been working much, much better than anything else. Voice notes are obviously better than texting, but I think if you're going to do it, you got to do video. 
Man, I hate getting a voice note. I love like everyone said. Yeah. yeah, like you send me a lot of them and I'm like, fuck, Tom, just send me a text. Over text. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's hard to... I didn't know that, man. You told me. Yeah, I just told you right now. <laughs> just came to the surface. Your iPhone should summarize the words there, no? Yeah, it does. The iPhone summarizes that part's okay, but like sometimes I'm like, holy crap. It's like getting a voicemail. I don't know about you, but I hate getting voicemails as well. And I feel like the voice text is like a voicemail. I got to wait for like a quiet time when my kids aren't around and listen to it. And like, oh, like this. Um, okay, well, yeah. noted, man. I, I guess I won't fucking send you a voice note anymore. If you want a fast response, send me a text. If you want me to respond to you like three hours later, send me a voice note. All right, there you go. Everyone heard now. Yeah, everyone knows for all of those people who are in one of those social accountability groups sending voice notes every day. Text is going to catch me faster. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of them. But hey, you know what? I think it is better than than the text. And it's hearing someone's voice for me personally is a lot better than seeing the text. And you would be surprised like how much further the video goes. The downside to that is that to scale, kind of going into the weeds on the strategy here, but that's okay. That's kind of what we like doing. So when I send the videos, let's just say I'm sending them to realtors, I put a link down there to funnel them into something. The downside to video is that it takes longer for it to upload and send to the realtor. And what I'm saying in the video is, hey, check out this link down below. And when I say that, I have to wait for the video to go through and then I can paste and send that link in. So the downside to the video is it takes a long time for it to load and actually send through because like I started doing it where I would just send the link first. And then they would see that link for like a good 30 seconds. You'd be like, who the heck is this guy? Like he's spamming me. And then the yeah. video would come in. So like right off the bat, they have their guard up versus a video coming in first is a way nicer touch and very well received from realtors. For sure. And see, that's just an example of an insight into refining your process because you've realized the little flaw there. You tweaked it and now it's so much better. Yeah. And that bit of reflection is the final step here. So set a time in your calendar and assess what's working. So look at your non-negotiables. Look at your marketing efforts. Are you doing them? Are they having the impact that you're thinking they're going to right now? And analyze and tweak your plan going forward. I would say for us, like we are going to revisit this at the end of March for our business before we get too busy in the spring market and we're in the files and it's kind of too late to draw back. You're emerged in the battle. You're not crafting strategy anymore at that point. So kind of end of March is a good time to set that in your calendar. Put it in there so you actually follow through with it and then tweak your plan going forward. Yeah, I think it might actually be sooner than that, Brandon, because like, as you know, like obviously our next step is to hire someone because we did have an assistant, we had to let her go. But at some point we will be hiring, whether it's fulfillment or an underwriter. So if anyone knows anyone, let us know. But that is going to be something we're going to have to discuss fairly soon. And that's kind of going into our plan right now and strategizing for 2024 in terms of like, who do we want to hire first? Is it going to be fulfillment or is it going to be an underwriter? And right now we're leaning towards fulfillment, but we got to write out all the pros and cons as to who we should hire first, what the salary, the compensation should be. So those are all things that you should consider as well. For sure, 100%. So dial up that timeline even earlier in some cases. Yeah, there you go. I hope you found some value in today's episode. One of the things that Tom and I are going to offer is we're going to open up five slots. It's going to be a session with the two of us to go over your plan and really dial it in for 2024. We'll take a little bit of homework in advance of the meeting, and then the meeting itself is probably going to be an hour to an hour and a half type thing. So if you're curious about this, shoot us a message on Instagram, and we'll send you some more details. 
Awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone. Cheers to a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating. And cheers to your success in 2024. Can't wait to see you there. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.